Bethesda Shem, this is Hanukkah 5780, Rosh Chodesh Tevet, second day Rosh Chodesh, seventh day of Hanukkah. Wanted to quickly review some ideas that I saw over Shabbos and last week. So, first, I'm driving, so I'm going to say it outside. The Malbim explains in chapter 8 on Mishlei, Proverbs, the last verses in chapter 8. Hashem Kanani Reshi Darko. Hashem acquired me as the beginning of his path. This is referring to the Torah and specifically the energy of Chachma, of wisdom. So the Malbim says beautifully an amazing definition of what is wisdom and why is wisdom that which creates the world. So he says that wisdom is the ultimate form of all the worlds, of all existences, of all events, moments, items, happenings for all time. It's one ideal, perfect thought that splits off and branches off into being the concept of every perfect form for every situation. So it's, a, it's definitely what's called a fractal holographic pattern. There's one great general good form which repeats itself and copies itself at smaller and smaller levels of scale such that one act done wisely at some time and place in history is a reflection and an aspect and a particular which is a microcosm of the one great totality of wisdom so it's a there would be a there would be a particular expression of wisdom which is a holographic copy in a small microcosm of the general pattern of wisdom completely so the Malbim explains this is what wisdom is and that Hashem used wisdom with a capital W overall wisdom to format the universe out of chaos in the six days of creation as the verse says everything you made all your great works Hashem you made ultimately with wisdom and all the other energies are sort of just channeling wisdom now it's desire Keter that wanted wisdom but once it wanted that wisdom wisdom is what is, is running everything and everything else are just carrying out the one great picture of wisdom so the Malmim explains in those last verses in chapter 8 of Proverbs of Mishle how Hashem was using wisdom to format the earth to format time and space and where water is and where dry land is and very deep things and the last verse is saying and after Hashem basically cleared out a space and chaos for a place of order where it could be an environment for human beings to exist the last verse in that sequence is saying and now instead of simply belonging instead of wisdom simply belonging to the creator that then the creator gave wisdom over to humanity that each individual human being would have the you can see can you sing our abcs such that each individual human being would have the opportunity to use their own p 
piece of wisdom to create their own order and to create their own orderly world within the Labaster world. As we were saying, that wisdom is one great picture which copies itself out into each individual's own particular circumstance. So what we're going for is to live wisely, which is to understand the perfect intended form for our individual situations, which is one thing, as opposed to many other non-wise options, and to choose that approach and go with it. So given that idea of what wisdom is, Yitzi, can you bring oh, he's asleep. So given that um, idea of what wisdom is, we can apply that now to another beautiful thing I saw over Shabbos from the Chobot Alavavot, the duties of the heart. That very basic, I mean, what I mean is classic, essential safer. Chapter 5, he's explaining that after going through the first four chapters of Chobot Alavavot, a person understands why he should love the Creator because the Creator is constantly showering existence and goodness in so many forms to him and he, why, therefore why he can trust the Creator. So once he's set with those, that basic foundation, now he's explaining, well, what really prevents us from just seeing the magnificence of Hashem and realizing so clearly why we can trust Him? Why do we still fall? And he says, well, it's because of our evil inclination, that each person comes with an evil inclination that he beautifully describes as weaved into the fabric of, of everyone's thoughts and emotions and nature and personality and character. It's infected us, this evil inclination, and it tries to get us to trip at every thought and every action and every choice with fears and worries and temptations and, and lack of gratitude and all sorts of confusion, which is essentially, by the way, the opposite of wisdom. When a person has wisdom, they see clearly, this is exactly how I should create order out of chaos. This is exactly what I need to do. But the evil inclination, its whole purpose is to distract a person from accessing what is the true wise thing to do in this moment. Now, the good news is, is that our belief is that the Torah, with its endless, infinite application of a set of halakha, of rules and philosophies and teachings, is wisdom. Because that's exactly what the verses in Mishlei were saying. Hashem kanani reshi tarko, that wisdom which formats order out of chaos, is the Torah itself. The Torah is the deep wisdom of the Creator, which human beings are able to mimic the creator by having the pleasure as the verses were saying that that the the torah and the which is the wisdom was hashem shashuim yom yom it was, it was delight like his plaything, like the creator was getting immense pleasure out of using wisdom to format order out of chaos because it's a pleasurable thing to do it's really amazing to build worlds as the creator so to speak so to speak, he got pleasure out of building worlds out of chaos. And the opportunity of life and the gift of life, really, far from being just an opportunity to have some pleasures and see things, which, which those pleasures are really very, very not pleasurable, if you think about, compared to the idea of the pleasure of building worlds. But that's exactly what a human being gets to do. 
A human being gets to build his own world, is build his own life. That's real pleasure, right? And that comes through applying wisdom. But the evil inclination's main task is to distract us from that. It's to distract us and confuse us on how to apply wisdom as a tool to unlock the pleasure of building a life and formatting order out of chaos in each one's own unique way. Because even though the halacha is a universal system, but each person applies it in his own way. There are different halachas for men and women. There are different halachas for younger people versus older people. There are different halachas for different times. There's different halachas based on where you live or certain you have your community has certain needs of you if you're a wealthy person so you have much different halakhas of tzedakah than if you're not a wealthy person what how much charity do you have to give if you're wealthy versus not there are different halakhas if you're sick if you're in mourning because you lost a relative or a parent there are different halakhas for different times for different people it's, so it, it becomes extremely unique and personalized for each person and the halakha is the wisdom of what to do but the evil inclination is essentially this force that we're born into. It, it's, it's almost like the medium that in which we manifest. And it's the world all around us screaming out all sorts of alternatives. The evil inclinations distracts us from applying the wisdom of the Torah. So the Chavot HaLavavot says, well, how does it do that? How does the evil inclination distract us from simply applying the Torah to our life? So it gives... He quotes a verse from this time, a different book from Shalom HaMelech, Kohelet, Ecclesiastes chapter 9, verse 14, where there, I believe it's verse 14, it's definitely chapter 9, I believe chapter 9, verse 14, where Kohelet gives a parable of a small town with few weak people and a poor but wise ruler, Ish Chacham Miskain. A wise man who is yet poor. And, and then what happens one day is a giant army with a powerful king surrounds and, surrounds and besieges the city, but that the wise poor man was able to save the city. And this is a parable for how to destroy and defeat one's evil inclination. But listen to how he says how to do so. So he says... The city is the human being and specifically the human body because the body is set up like a city. The capital of the city is like the brain, that's the command center, and you have the heart, which would be sort of the, the center of nutrition and life force, and you have many organs that are connected through highways of nerves and arteries, and it's a whole city, right? The, the human being is like a whole city. And it describes that the people in the city were few, were small, so the so the Chavot says, why does the verse say it's as if there were few people, few weak people? Because when a person looks at himself, he looks at his soul powers, which are like those inhabiting the city. He looks at his abilities and his powers as if they were small. He sees himself as so limited. I can only throw so far. I can only see so far. I can only... Uh, see and predict with my mind and my mental faculties so far but I'm very blind really and I'm very deaf and I'm really barely able to extend my powers out as much as I would like to and then he says 
because a person sees his abilities as so small compared to, as he says, the endless hallway of desires of what a person sees that he would like to do. So he sees so many apparent pleasures and options and things that look pleasurable and desirable and he sees this whole quote-unquote bucket list of what he would like to do that he would one day be satisfied if he could do all those things and he then looks at himself and he sees i'm so limited i could barely do that i can only chomp off one percent of all the things i would i see that i would like to do So he says that a person sees his faculties and abilities as tiny compared to the apparent, the vast landscape of what he, what looks like desirable he would want to do. So he sees himself as small in comparison to what he thinks he should have yet doesn't have. That's why he sees his abilities as limited. And that's why he puts himself down. And then it says the evil inclination in the form of the king with his armies surrounds the city, which is the person trying to infiltrate and distract him with all sorts of fears, worries, ingratitudes, and confusions. And then the Rebbein of continues to say, but the poor wise person, that's the seichel, (coughs) that's the intelligence of a human being, saves a person from that evil inclination using intelligence and wisdom to choose the right path. <coughs> What's brilliant about this about this parable is that what we see here is that the evil inclination is precisely a perspective. A person sees all these options, all these desires, and then he starts to feel worried and distracted and upset or angry or start to get tempted by all sorts of lusts because he's depressed because he sees himself as small and weak and 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 puts himself down because he sees so many things that he wants that his own powers can barely get him and so he starts to feel negative about his life and his situation but what is it that the wise, what is it that the wise intelligence, the wisdom, how does it save him from starting to be self-destructive in the face of that apparent reason to despise himself because he's so weak, apparently? Wisdom says, flip around that picture. Flip it around and look at it the opposite way. That your limitations and your apparent small reach your apparent weakness is actually your greatest strength precisely because you can barely do that endless list of things that look attractive precisely because you cannot reach out and grab mostly any of that that's actually to your greatest advantage because there's 99 things that you cannot do that leaves you the one thing that you can do really well and that wisdom that wisdom that creates the universe, that that true picture of how to actually format order out of chaos, wisdom is precisely limiting you to just that one pathway out of 99. That's how you're actually going to succeed and actually going to unlock your happiness because you're so limited. So that is 
That's where wisdom flips the whole thing on its head. Wisdom sees your limitations not as a reason to despair or, or, or fall into temptations and lusts in order to drown out despair. Because there's no despair. Thank God that I can't reach those 99 things and that I can only reach that one thing. Whatever that thing might be. Thank God I'm precisely living in this geographical location and not another one. Thank God I have only this much money. I'd like a little bit more and you can ask for it. But through wisdom, you can pray for more resources. But through the perspective of wisdom, pray for what you need for the tools that are actually suitable for you. For They're actually suitable for you to build your world. Each person only has their own world within the great world. The evil inclination shows everybody, everybody else's world and says, look how many other worlds you can't have. And of course, that was the first sin in the garden. The first sin in the garden was that the snake said to Adam and Eve, oh, you can't eat from the tree of knowledge? The tree of knowledge appeared to them as this vast universe of experiences that they couldn't touch. And that made them want to be depressed and go and sin. Guess what? They were supposed to eat the tree of knowledge of good and evil, but in the right place at the right time in the right way. Of course it was attractive. But wisdom says, how do you eat the tree of knowledge correctly? Because the main mitzvot that we have are teaching us and instructing us how to properly do human activities such as eating and drinking and engaging in sexual activity and all sorts of things which the evil inclination wants to have us do in so many wrong ways wisdom of Torah says this is precisely how you eat this is precisely how you have um, intimate relationships at these times with one spouse This is precisely how you earn money and spend money and build up your life. This is precisely how you engage in all the things that the evil inclination wants to spin out of control and out of proportion. Wisdom of Torah is the exact right proportions. And the thing is, is that the exact right proportions are are greatly based on one's limitations. Because today, the, the internet is... Let's take the internet, right? The internet is a perfect example. The internet is an amazing, amazing tool to build reality with. Oh my gosh. Amazing, unbelievable, uh, uh, unbelievable opportunities for instantaneous global communication. I don't need to tell you. Everyone knows. Everyone knows the internet is fantastic. Oh, but it's only fantastic if it's used in an extremely limited way. If the internet is used with wisdom according to the way that creator intended it, then it's a fantastic tool for him to use it the way he spoke. Nachamu. Let's Let's look at the internet as a perfect example. The internet is an amazing tool, but it's only amazing if used exactly correctly for each person as an individual. The internet is perfect and amazing and an unbelievable tool, but for only for him to use it specifically as he needs to use it as a doctor and a father, and for her to use it as a student and, and somebody trying to get married and using a dating website, and for this older person to connect with their kids living all over the world. The internet is amazing if used exactly specifically, surgically, precisely specifically for each person to use it, 
in exactly a way tailored for them by the creator and his wisdom. But of course, there's against that one exactly right way to use the internet, there's a trillion ways that it can be used extremely destructively, and we all know how, and extremely just in an extremely distracting way and an extremely difficult harmful way that stokes that evil inclination look at all these career options look at all these people on facebook and instagram that are happier than me look at what he's doing look at what she's doing and there's violence and there's horrible violent things and horribly sexual things and human trafficking and the internet is is the greatest plague it's the greatest plague if it's not used surgically with wisdom but it's the most amazing, amazing gift. And it is being used by righteous people to save lives and do spiritual work if used precisely correctly. So again, the limitation, you saying, I have this internet, but I can use it perfectly, precisely, if I only use it in this box and not outside the box. So again, wisdom says, yes, I'm so limited. And my, the way I limit myself is precisely how I unlock my genius and I unlock my intense happiness. So that is why the idea of being a tiny city with not much power is actually precisely what wisdom wants. And so the the poor, wise intelligence, poor because it at first looks poor to you because you say, it seems to me I can't do much, is is actually your greatest key to wisdom. Because this whole feeling of, it seems to me I can't do much, is, no, it's, thank God I can't do that much because that allows me to have laser focus on exactly what I need to do. Which, again, this is the image of the lights of the Hanukkah candles. The lights of the Hanukkah candles are these tiny little flames saying that the Jew, as opposed to the Western Greek, Greco-Roman idea of success is big, vast conquerings and huge monuments and huge productions and fanfare, the Jewish wisdom is the power of a tiny little flame, a tiny little yud, which is a seminal origin of the real wisdom that will eventually win. It's the image of the tiny Maccabee army destroying the the huge Greek army. Because who cares how much you have? Who cares the size of your army? The main thing is wisdom. Wisdom defeats. The light of wisdom knocks down all darkness. A tiny Maccabee army took down the Syrian Greek empire. So, Baruch Hashem.